Derek Mays joined us on the Sport and the Growing Good podcast. Derek was a great professional football player. And for those who live in Wisconsin, you remember him for the Packers and teaming up with some of the great Packer teams to win championships. Derek was a really positive contributor to so many people in the state of Wisconsin and continues these many years after his career to have a positive influence and to be actively involved in the sports community. But Derek joined us not to speak about his own role as an athlete growing up. He was a really remarkable football player, but also a great basketball player growing up in the state of Indiana. He joined us to share some perspective on being a parent in the sporting environment. Derek has a son who is a very talented basketball player and has a lot of promise for the future, which is a very exciting thing and a great thing for their family to be pursuing. At the same time, it's a period of many decisions to be made. So Derek, having had perspective as a professional athlete and now as a parent, had some really good insights for us. Two things stood out to me in particular about Derek's remarks. First of all, he talked about the physical aspects of youth sport and how even at a young age, he and their their family are really looking at issues of load management, meaning taking close watch on how much physical toll the game is playing on his son's body, even at a young age, even as a young teenager. We hear the term load management a lot in the professional level, especially in the NBA, where players take nights off to to take care of their bodies. We hear it a lot less at the youth level, but perhaps we should pay more attention to it. We had Professor David Bell join us for an earlier episode, and he talked about the impact of stress injuries and how they will increasingly play a factor as youth sports continue to ramp up with more and more games and longer and longer seasons and more and more specialization. All of these things are are significant risk factors that a lot of young people and parents may not be fully aware of when they're in the midst of them. As much as we're chasing the highest level teams and the most exposure for young, talented athletes, we can lose sight of the big goals, the bigger, longer reasons that we're doing these sports, which is for a promote healthy lives and good things in our lives. So Derek had a really good perspective on the physical welfare of his son as he per- pursues uh, sport in the years ahead. The other area where his perspective was really helpful and interesting to me was as it relates to the social media environment in which we find youth sports. We discussed how youth sport in past years was more of an anonymous thing. In other words, kids would compete and have fun. They do it with their families and friends. But in the current time we are in, these become very public and there's a lot of promotion via social media and for the good and for the bad about young people. And how do we as adults, as coaches, as parents, address this in a positive way with both in terms of the the kids' use of social media, but also protecting them in an environment where more and more outside 
influences are coming in to promote and discuss and analyze youth sport. Derek has a lot of wisdom having experience as an athlete, as a parent, and so it was really wonderful to have him join us. As he was on the go in California, he was able to really benefit my perspective and I think all of yours as well. Thank you, Derek, for joining us on the sport and the growing good. Uh, well, it was, you know, basketball, football, um, and I think investment is the proper word for it. You know, we 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 took it serious. It wasn't uh, uh, as much pastime as much as it was passion. Um, my my dad knew that I really wanted to take part in all the youth sports at an early age. Um, you know, I had an older brother who was into youth sports, and so I'd tag along and uh, just had a real genuine affinity for it, uh, so much so that my dad ended up becoming the president of the youth football league so I could play a year early. So I ended up playing my first uh, contact football at the second grade, and I wasn't supposed to. I was supposed to be playing in third grade. So if that gave you any indication to, you know, commitment and level of intensity that, uh, you know, we were sort of pouring into youth sports. Um, I think that's a great example. Um, that following year, my third grade year, I think that was the first or fourth grade would have been the first time I played um, uh, basketball uh, at a youth level. So by the, by the fourth grade, I was doing it all. Uh, football, uh, base, basketball, track. Um and, um, you know, again, high level, you know, competing to win. Um, and, you know, I think that was a, just a sign of the times as it was. Uh, I think uh, as I look at it in retrospect, I have zero regrets. But, you know, um, hindsight did give me um, 2020 vision to, you know, do the right thing with, with my son when the time came. And so I think that's what it did give me, you know, was perspective. And, um, you know, that perspective allowed me to make decisions um, that were solely in his best interest growing up, you know. Uh, so uh, we, you know, said no to uh, contact football. Um, I let him play flag football and that saved his, his brain. Uh, I think, uh, I, we, we kind of framed the, 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 the decision to be his when he got into high school, if that was something that he so chose to do once he, you know, was old enough to make that decision on his own. Um, but then obviously flooded him with all the other sports, you know, uh, soccer, baseball, uh, and ultimately basketball. And, and, just over a short period of time, you know, that whole youth sport experience, we were able to see that basketball was, um, became a passion of his, you know, much like it was a passion of mine at that same age. You said you've made decisions based solely on his best interest. Yeah. Um, what, what are some of the most difficult decisions? Your son is kind of a, on an elite track, elite track as a young athlete. Um, what are some of the most difficult decisions you're, you're facing? Well, the first one was um, uh, early on, just not allowing them to play uh, tackle football. I mean, and I'm sure I got a, a lot of uh, 
head jerking and, <laughs> you know, um, you know, double takes from, from people who just naturally assumed that, you know, I would, you know, be putting, pushing him in that direction because of, you know, uh, you know, my football career. Um, and so that's just, that was one right off the bat. It just, I knew better. The science was in and, and, uh, I knew that, um, enough information on my own and my own experience that, you know, with football, it's just a developmental sport. You don't know what body type you even have until you, you know, get past puberty. So I figured, you know, uh, if that's something that he wanted to do, then, you know, we could, we could pursue that at a later age and save him some, some miles and potential, uh, uh, headaches. Um, I think the, most recent one that we've had to, you know, decisions that we've had to make has been on the load management, uh, if you will, when it comes to basketball. Um, there's so much back and forth on, uh, with, with AAU basketball, so, uh, so much wear and tear on the legs, so many games. And I'm hearing kids playing six, seven times over a weekend, which is amazing. Um, so we've made a real, um, concerted effort to uh, manage how, how, how much, you know, we're, we're putting on him. Um, development for all day long, you know, uh, he's a gym rat. Uh, uh, and, and through your own experience, you can relate to the, that, that mentality, always wanting to be in the gym, but that doesn't necessarily mean you're putting miles on, you know, there's a whole lot of cerebral and I think uh, developmental, um, uh, uh, work that you can put in the gym that doesn't, um, you know, it, it, it doesn't, doesn't come in the same response as a full on game, if you will. Right. And, and, um, the, the, the wear and tear that, that can come with that. So we've, we've, we've pulled back on, you know, how many games he plays versus how much development he gets. I think there's big difference in that. And so, um, you know, that, that, that's, that's, those are the two big ones that I've had to embark on. I mean, I've, I've, I'm, we're facing one right now where, um, quite frankly, we are, uh, making our decisions on his high school career. Um, it's not necessarily taking his talents to a certain place, but, and, uh, and, and instead, you know, looking for the right fit and development, uh, for him during those four years of high school. Um, you know, I, I do know that sports have become very, uh, itemized, right. Uh, specific, um, the training has become very sports specific. Um, but, uh, I also believe that, you know, developing for the sake of, uh, of, uh, uh developing, you know, it's not a, I don't think there's just, you know, one rule of thumb. I don't think, um, I don't think training, um, allows that to be the case. And so, um, you know, even when making a decision on the high school that the kid goes to, I think it's important to know who's going to be developing them. Um, you know, what are the freedoms or restrictions, um, that they may have when it comes to developing them? Um, I have been able to see out here on the, on the high school level, um, private versus public comes with its own set of, 
circumstances, consequences. Um, you know, at the private school that charges you $45,000 to go to school there um, and have a fantastic program, but that coach may be subject to the pressures of, you know, the parents and the board because, you know, some of those high affluent parents or board members, you know, have made investments for their kids to go to school there. They have expectations and maybe the expectation is, Hey, you know, my son's been there for four years. He's a senior. He deserves to play over a freshman with the same amount of talent. So, you know, having to navigate those waters um, and, and my own uh, strategy wanting to, again, you know, uh, put Huddy's, my son's best interest in, in at hand versus, you know, the school's best interest or an institution's best interest. I think is really important. You know, you achieved at the highest levels and even as a, as a young athlete, we're a high level in, in, in your generation, our generation, there was a degree of anonymity as, as, as a kid, even when you're a great athlete, there wasn't nearly the exposure. How have you thought about with your, with your son, the whole kind of social media aspect of it, the promotional aspect of it, which has become so big. Uh, I am extremely adamant um, that sports stay merit-based. <laughs> um, I believe that, you know, your, your talent is, is what's going to show and prove. Um, and um, I, 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 try to pra- I try to practice what I preach. Um, you know, uh, I, I don't know where my life would have led me had uh, – you know, I've been a prof- professional athlete in the um, digital age, but I can tell you right now, I can see it already being a distraction. Um, and, and, and I try to uh, forecast, you know, potential pitfalls and distractions. And I think, you know, social media can be one of them. Uh, I think it gives you a false uh, a narrative of what's important kids think because they can jump out of the gym then they think that they deserve a scholarship and it just isn't so so we try to make sure we we, we calibrate that with our son um uh, when he you know when he does participate uh digitally um you know he just recently we turned over his instagram page for him to manage but up until then we you know managed it and curated it and make sure that you know, he had uh, – it was purpose-driven. So it's all about his basketball career, which is great. It gives him something to, um, you know, uh, appreciate and have some freedoms. But at the same time, the guardrails allow us to keep it focused and purpose-driven. Um, and that just helps keep perspective, I think, uh, for people so that they don't – they can stay grounded and know what's important. Uh, last question for you, Derek. Um, there's a lot about kind of negative things in high stakes AAU basketball. We've seen books and articles, lots of things about corruption and, you know, some seedy characters involved. But what what have you seen have kind of been the most gratifying aspects of going through that world now? What are some of the kind of positive developmental things that young people in that world right now can can glean from it? 
Well, I think the one big thing is just, you know, so much access to uh, uh, innovation and training, innovative training, uh, things that we just growing up in, in our generation didn't have. And I, I think that's truly amazing. Um, you know, the, 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 the preventative um, um, protection and, 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 and training is also a huge one. Um, you know, um, we, were, we were always sort of reactive where, where this is being proactive. And I, I think that's just a great uh, thing. I think what's also really cool, uh, bringing in, you know, uh, technology and, and statistics and learning, you know, uh, analytics is a big thing now in basketball. And, uh, you know, I'm thrilled to hear that my son can apply <laughs> some of the math stuff and be able to bring it full circle to something that he cares about. And so, I think that's another huge one. And, and I think that's bleeding into all sports, you know, where statistics matter. So uh, we try to push that as well, make it all relative to them, to the youth. And I think that's, you know, getting them off to, a, to, to the right start. How do you do that? How do you, can you give one example of like a analytics or tech that you guys use at home? Well, you know, again, just taking advantage of the statistics and applying them um, to everyday life. You know, when he goes to a camp, you know, we can take those numbers and how many times he got shots up and figure out what that average is. And whether you're in a game or anything else, those still apply, right? The, the application of those numbers uh, really, really mean something. Uh, we've even started breaking down efficiency. You know, that wasn't even available, you know, 10, 15 years ago um, uh, to, to, to think about. You know, you weren't – I know in, in, in my freshman and sophomore years in high school, I wasn't thinking about efficiency. Um, and, and so again, it's just purpose driven. And I think that's been just a, a sort of a work in progress, continuing education for all of us.